Welcome to episode 450 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and I'm going to be playing you a live gig, the likes of which you should hear on the radio, but don't. Children runs down on my cheeks Why my heart's getting hot to beat The throat's so dry and I got some shakes Again, morning, again, headache Again, morning, again It's Friday Eve, people, and for those of us who reside in the UK, it's going to be an extra long weekend as we've Monday off, which is a good thing, as I'll probably need that extra day to recover from the disconnects and the sick livers gig at the pipeline tomorrow. That's the 28th of August. Future and non-wall rock radio listeners, even though that particular radio station in the East Midlands that's for the music that you love and the information that you need won't actually be getting this episode. I feel like I'm cheating on them. Who said Ashley Madsen? Right, on to this Thursday's edition of the aforementioned Paranoid School Rock Show, which is the Diamond Dogs launch gig for their umpteenth album, Quitters and Complainers, at the Nambuka on the Holloway Road last Saturday. Now, I'm old. Well, my mind certainly isn't, but my body is telling me that I am too old to be climbing out of my second floor skylight window to retrieve a tile that has slipped from the top of the roof to the guttering, slapping quick drying cement onto it and sticking it back whence it came from in the rain, then climbing back inside. The other thing uh, is seeing a band at a time that I'd like to be either on my way home or preferably tucked up already in bed. Both of these things happened over the weekend. It's been ages since I've seen the Diamond Dogs, although I have seen main man Sulo a few times over the last couple of years, as he fronts The Crunch, that also feature Dave Tragana, Mick Geddes, Terry Chimes and Udi Saltz. So, as you are all well aware, I and the Squirrel were probably the only two people in London that were pleased that the gig was rearranged a day later due to Camden Council shutting the Purple Turtle down, the original venue for the gig, and a day later. However... I was somewhat dismayed to read Steve Conte's Facebook page on the day of the gig, which read, Tonight, in London, I'm guesting on four songs with the Swedish band Diamond Dogs at Nambuka, 11pm. Looking forward to this. Obviously, I wasn't uh, dismayed with the uh, Steve bit, just the stage time. Why is it sometimes necessary to have a headlining band on so late? Is it to be Uzo Rock and Roll? It's us slightly older statesmen that still buy albums and support up-and-coming artists, and for that matter, bands that have been there, done that, but still want to do it for us, because what's the other option? Television or drinking in an overpriced pub that in six months' time will probably either be Flats or Costa. Uh, not to mention, if you don't drive, how on earth are you uh, going to get home before sunrise? Obviously, if you live next door to the venue, this won't be a problem, but you get me meaning... The promoter of the Diamond Dogs gigs was Mick Monster, who has always put his heart and soul into promoting live bands. So once again, I was dismayed to read his post a day later, where A, after the gig, he had his bag containing tablet and personal effects stolen at the Big Red, and B, 
He asked, and I quote, but where is the real love, support and real backing for live music, apart from the so-called London scene, who in the most part are too lazy to actually get off their asses and go to a gig. We all know live gigs are in trouble, for every reason from the internet to the industry, but whether a band has to come from Stockholm or Canterbury, fans, industry and media should be right behind them. It's very sad and embarrassing for those who claim to be involved but do nothing unless it involves a free drink and a chance to boast, but stop bullshitting yourselves and us that you're actually in any way doing anything, because you ain't, end quote. The reason being, the venue wasn't exactly packed to the gunnels as uh, it should have been for a band of diamond dog stature and the great bill mick had assembled i wish i'd actually recorded support acts uh, the dead sea skulls never heard of them before but upon entering the venue they literally stopped me in my tracks and then drew me towards them the band is a three-piece from birmingham with vocalist ash also playing a stand-up drum kit but what a great front man by the end of the set, he could have talked us into doing anything. And I'm sure the bassist, Jimmy, used to play in the choir boys, mind you, who hasn't. The threesome is completed by Jimmy's brother, Nick, on guitar, and I can't wait to see them again. For those of you who are unsure what the Diamond Dogs sound like, well, I guess the easy answer is something along the lines of the faces in the choir boys, but not exactly. The band currently seems very sparse in membership. Uh, I'm sure at one time there were seven or eight members doing their own thing on stage. The most noticeable absent band member is sax player Matt Magic Gunnison, who tragically drowned last year whilst both sitting as his apartment was being renovated. However, let's not dwell too much on what could have been and concentrate what we had. And that was over an hour's worth of good party music, with the aforementioned Steve Conti joining them for as he said, four numbers. I'm glad I went, even if I didn't get in till one thirsty Sunday morning. At least I didn't go climbing out onto my roof, fixing a slip tile a few hours later. Until Saturday, take it easy.
summer. It's been great. I'd like to introduce you to our dear friend. All the way on the central line from New York City.
We thought we'd play some slow songs we might go home. 